a coordinated activity happening across this nation. And so we are in a state of emergency. Black people are dying in a state of emergency. We cannot look at this as an isolated incident. The reason why buildings are burning are not just for our brother, George Floyd. We're, they're burning down because people here in Minnesota are saying to people in New York, to people in California, to people in Memphis, to people all across this nation, enough is enough. And we are not responsible for the mental illness that has been inflicted upon our people by the American government, institutions, and those people who are in positions of power. I don't give a damn if they burn down Target. Because Target should be on the streets with us calling for the justice that our people deserve. Where was AutoZone at the time when Philando Castile was shot in a car, which is what they actually represent? Where were they? So if you are not coming to the people's defense, then don't challenge us when young people and other people who are frustrated and instigated by the people you pay, you are paying instigators to be among our people out there throwing rocks, breaking windows, and burning down buildings. And so young people are responding to that. They are enraged, and there's an easy way to stop it. Arrest the cops. Charge the cops. Charge all the cops. Not just some of them, not just here in Minneapolis. Charge them in every city across America where our people are being murdered. Charge them everywhere. That's the bottom line. Charge the cops. Do your job. Do what you say this country is supposed to be about, the land of the free for all. It has not been free for black people, and we are tired. Don't talk to us about looting. Y'all are the looters. America has looted black people. America looted the Native Americans when they first came here. So looting is what you do. We learned it from you. We learned violence from you. We learned violence from you. The violence was what we learned from you. So if you want us to do better, then damn it, you do better. Join podcast episode 41. I am your host, Kareem. Um, I want to say, hands hands down, a very powerful speech by Tamika Mallory. Um, hits home. It hits home every single time. I I, I don't understand. Um, There's people's lack of. This is going to be a tough podcast. That speech, it just moves me every single time. I I wanted to play that at the start because I wanted to set the tone for what this podcast is going to be. It is definitely a trying time right now in America. Uh, We can't deny the fact that this is this is this is becoming too much this is becoming too much but i want to say what an amazing speech by Tamika Mallory i mean what an amazing speech what a way to entice a crowd keep a crowd keep it understand it, and still get a message across that's very well needed. So I want to say thank you. And it, I don't understand then how people hate black women 
Because that was such a strong speech. That was such amazing. That was so amazing. And how she delivered it, how she worded it, what she wanted to say and get across. I want to give a big shout-out to Tamika Mowry. I want to give a big shout-out to everybody who has been stepping up uh, and showing their leadership in this um, trying time when it comes to the black community. I want to give a big shout-out to Tamika Mowry once again. Big shout-outs to Killer Mike. Big shout-outs to Nick Cannon. Um, and, and every protester, every person who's seeing this as it's, it's a threat against our community, and we are sick of it. That's where I am today. I am hurt, torn, angry, and just over it. I, I can't have the type of energy today. I'm not in a jovial, jokey mood. I mean, I get there's a lot of stuff going on. Um, and, of course, like we like to have fun here. But uh, this, is, this is very serious to me. And, yeah. So... Let's just get into it. Um, obviously, a lot has been going on since we last recorded um, last Sunday um, from the Doja Cat situation to the situation that happened in Central Park where the white lady armed the, the Karen, excuse me, the Karen armed her whiteness to try to intimidate a black man. Um, and possibly get him killed, um, to George Floyd um, actually dying at the hands of four Minneapolis police officers. Um, and here we are. We are living through it. Um, there are protests all around the country from Seattle to Phoenix to middle of the country in Illinois and um Country like that, especially in, even here in North Carolina, there was protests in Charlotte, which was more West Charlotte, uh, which we'll we'll get into, and um, definitely protests in Raleigh, um, Greensboro. So there, there's been a, a lot of Fayetteville, of course, where where George uh, Floyd is from, was born. Excuse me. So uh, it's a lot of going through. There's a lot of hurt people and. I, I just don't understand where the lack of not understanding from the perspective of a, a white counterpart or even um, these black people who are coming out and stating, you know, uh, this is why white people look at us like that. You know, certain people like that, I really don't want around me right now. I really don't want anybody who... decides to live in a bubble when the color of your skin is a threat to some. A threat to some. As as a black man in America, it's weird to think that any day that I leave my house is a threat to someone. It may be a threat to someone. I may not run into that person that day. I may not run into that person in the next 20 years, 30 years. But if I ever do, I may be a threat to someone. And if that person is in a position of power and is a police officer, it it's possible that I can lose my life. 
that is a very damning and harsh truth that young black men and women have to deal with every day in America. Um, oh man, okay, so let's just let's just get into it. So original my thoughts on the protesting, on the looting, on the entire situation. I am pro-looting. However, I'm pro-looting in other neighborhoods. I um, If you lived in Charlotte or if you are from the Charlotte area, if you heard, there were looting in Charlotte, but it was west side of Charlotte on Bettis Ford. What happens... Um, what I tend to see with looting is that people loot locally. And what happens is you kind of hurt the businesses that's in that area. I get it. I understand it. And I, I completely don't want it to stop. I want it to keep going because I understand there's a pain that we feel and there's nothing that we can do about it. So let's let it out that way. But I'd rather you let it out in Matthews, or I'd rather you let it out in South Park. I'd rather you let it out in South Charlotte, and and let's let's destroy their brick and mortar. Let's not destroy our stuff. You know what I'm saying? Because long play to me. Okay, we destroy businesses that's in that community. Maybe those businesses come back. Maybe they don't. But businesses outside of it may see that and go, I don't want to put new jobs there. And then that neighborhood becomes uh, a impoverished neighborhood. And now it's easy for people who don't look like us to come in, buy it up. And then in the next five to 10 years, start moving people who look like them in. And, and then we have gentrification. There's a reason why even though D.C. is Chocolate City, it's, they, they, they are not the black city. That's Atlanta. Gentrification is real, and it has happened. It's, it's shown in D.C. It's shown in many places around uh, the country. So it's very, it's very damning when you see people destroying their own stuff. I'd rather people destroy, you know, corporations, um, Stuff that's not in your neighborhood and get that anger out that way. Let's take a trip. Let's do that. Let's move. Let's move and mobilize to places where they don't see people like us. We're not destroying our own. That's it. That is the only hope I hope that comes from this. Um, that is the only thing I would wish when it comes to looting that gets taken care of. But... I understand that it's just immediate. People don't think about stuff like that and I don't I don't expect them to. I expect them just to react because enough is enough. There's so much that you can take before realizing that no. Some people have the fight or flight mentality in black people. We we put up with a lot of shit. 
a lot of shit. And to see that man beg for his life for nine minutes. It really fucks me up. That really fucks me up for um But let's talk about the real issue. The system is bad. It's coming from the top down. Your president doesn't believe that black people should be here. His liking tweets that say if they're looting, we're shooting. Make America great again. All of this is talks of what? When was America great? You see what he's doing. It, it, I guess the people who are upset about... Who are more upset about the fact that Target is up in flames... Or, or another company, a brick and mortar is up in flames, then the life of this black man is 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 damning to me. Um, I think this is gonna show a lot of people the civil injustices, and of course having just the right amount of. It's just, it's just so wrong. It's just, it's like, it does not make sense to me how your blinders could just be, like, how how does that not make sense? How does that not make sense that a cop kneeling on the back of a neck of a black man was not the right thing to do? How does that not make sense? And and when it comes to this, <clears throat> when it comes to what what this breaking down to, people are saying it's black and white. It's not. It's not. It's not black people versus white people because black white people are with us. Just like there's some white people who are rocking with us. There's some white people that's not. There's some black people who are all in, and there's some who doing it about. I'm not gonna call them coons because calling somebody a coon is you know racial undertones of that shit, but there's people who are moving different towards other shit. Coon is easy to say, but let's just, it is what it is. There's people who are for their community, and there's people who are for themselves. I'm going to put it as, as simple as that. But seeing this video... Cleared a lot of things up for me. Um, I 100% believe um, that there are no good cops anywhere. Um, they can't be. You can't tell me there's good cops out here. And I, I know some people are going to say, oh, well, what about the cop um, who went on 
Instagram and said, you know, his piece. And what about the other white cop who said his piece in Chattanooga? Or what about the uh, police uh, chief down in Atlanta? I mean, yeah, those people could be good people. But I believe there are no good cops. They're all bad. They all have this luxury of trying to get power and giving them a badge and a gun gives them enough power that they need. You can't tell me there are good cops when four cops literally watched a man die. You can't tell me there are good cops when your job is to protect and serve and you're a civic a civil servant and you're also supposed to be able to provide aid and help you're supposed to help you can't tell me there's not bad cops when when it's easy for you to taser a couple in a car instead of asking them to stop and slow down you can't tell me you're a good cop when you're pepper spraying children you can't tell me there are good cops when a situation like Tamir Rice happens. You can't tell me there are good cops when a situation like Eric Garner happens. You can't tell me there are good cops when a situation like Tatiana Brown happens. You can't tell me there's good cops when a situation like George Floyd happens. All my life, my mother has been telling me, watch the company you keep. Whoever you hang around tells a lot about your character. There are people at any job, there are people who cut corners, and there's people who don't do their job well. And if you don't say anything about it being a civic servant, you're just as bad as the other ones. You you just as bad. That Asian cop who just watched the guy put his knee on George Floyd's back, he's just as bad. He needs to be tried. To me, there are no good cops. I haven't seen it yet. I haven't witnessed it yet. I haven't seen a cop do anything that makes me go, oh, that's a good one there. Not in my community. Maybe in other communities is different. But any video I see of cops interacting with other people who are not black or not a minority, typically they get read the riot act. I saw a white woman tell a cop what she was going to do. And he complied. It's not the same for us, huh? I guess we're not human. Cops are starting with these, what are turned, what are starting as peaceful protests are then becoming dangerous because of who? Is it because of the people? No. It's because somebody with a badge does not feel like getting yelled at because they fucking up. So because they have that badge, let's pepper spray them. Let's tear gas them. Let's hit them with a bike.
Let's put a riot shield on him. Let's push him and give him a concussion. Let's tell him to get the fuck out the way. These are all things that people do when they have a certain level of power. And that that's all what that badge is. It's a certain level of power. And it's not just white cops. It's not just Asian cops. It's not just black, black cops, Latino cops. It's all cops. Did you know <clears throat> that it takes five months? Five months in a police academy to then be released out on the street to enforce laws. It takes seven years to study and practice law as a lawyer. Think about that. Seven years to study and practice law to become a lawyer. Seven years you have to devote in studying and practicing law. And the people that we need to enforce it only need five months worth of training. Does that even make sense to you? That sounds so retarded when you say it out loud. Five months. Think about what were you doing five months ago. Probably not at the same place you are now. But you're taking people who not really doing much or looking for some sort of outlet or anything like that. And in five months, you give that person a badge and a gun with all the power in the world. Doesn't make sense to me. It does not make sense to me. It should be mandatory. Mandatory. At least a year, a year and a half, two years. It should be the equivalent of an associate degree. Not somebody who's just trying it out. What are the qualifications? What what are the what are the training methods? How did they get to this point? Why do you take Johnny Appleseed, who's been living in rural white town, and you drop him in the middle of the hood? How is he gonna react? He's never seen this before. Never. Why would he react positively to people that don't look like him? And you're giving this man a badge and a gun. Killing of black people is so the killing of black people is just very, very stressful for a black community. But for others, it's seen as a sign that we should get over. We should get over the fact. That Trayvon died. We should get over the fact of Sandra Bland. We should get over the fact of Eric Garner. 
can't get over the fact of 9-11. Celebrate that shit every year. I'm supposed to really give a fuck. Oh, I'm supposed to really give a fuck. Okay. And then all the and then all the people, all the white people, then using, oh, but MLK wouldn't like this. Y'all didn't like him then. Why the man is assassinated and gone. He's dead because y'all didn't like him. There's records that shows white people never liked Martin Luther King. So let's cut it out with the, the using of it. You got you could Google that. There's, there's unredacted statements from the FBI, J. Edgar Hoover, who had Martin Luther King's phone tapped. That doesn't sound like you don't do that for people you like. Do you understand what I'm saying? They got everybody out here who was actually fucking with MLK out of here. JFK, oh, he's gone. MLK, gone. But y'all want to throw, y'all want to throw. Martin Luther King at us instead of us protesting and getting upset and burning this motherfucking country to the ground. No, you're not having it. If in 1964 it took Martin being peaceful to shine a light on it and actually get some things done, I think in 2020, I think it's time for Malcolm's turn. Let's be more aggressive. You hit me, I'm hitting back. And we've shown that. This last week has been us hitting back. And I'm so proud of my people. I'm so glad to be black. I wouldn't want it any other way. I see people talking about who who use those quotes from MLK, who are white, who don't know what the fuck they're talking about. The same, the same people, the same right-wingers who a couple of months ago were telling women, hey, you got to have a baby, regardless of what it was. The same people who are pro-life don't give a fuck about a black man. How is that? How is that? How is it that you can sit here and actually pass legislation to try to get through to stop women from telling women what to do with their bodies, telling them they have to have something, even if it's been a gruesome, if, it, if they went through something horrific, they have to have it to a point where certain states were not having it. They passed it through until it took you know, higher, higher powers than them to say no, that's unconstitutional. But don't understand, do, do not understand how the killing of George Floyd is, is, is wrong. It's just wrong. This isn't a story about white versus black this isn't a story versus minority versus majority. It's right versus wrong. Were those cops right? No, they were wrong. Wrong. 
Were those two guys who chased Ahmaud Arbery down, were they right? No, wrong. They were wrong. This story, it does a lot. And it makes people choose sides. And we see from who's actually speaking up, speaking out, and understanding what's going on, to those who speak up but are speaking on their behalf, or to those who don't speak at all because it's not convenient for them. It's funny to me. I don't hear anything from Oprah. It's funny to me. I don't hear anything from Gail. It's funny to me how certain black people like a Desi Banks or a B. Simone who are thriving black people, people who I supported, can go out and say things and do things with their platform that I cannot no longer support. What really made me mad a little bit about what B. Simone said is because she tried to add some sort of spiritual element to it. But to me, it just doesn't make sense. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read her tweet. She says, I'm not living to please man. I'm here to please God. At the end of the day, I am not. I am a Christian. I am God-fearing, and I have to answer to him. I'm going to ask myself, what would Jesus do, and not what would an angry black woman do? I am angry, but I'm also trying to be godly. In that convoluted sentence, you're stating, you're not going to do anything. I get it. But you're not using your platform wisely either. I get it. You got brand deals. There's money in your pocket. You don't want to mess up. But when your community is hurting, you cannot then turn your back on a community that built you up. I feel like you don't no longer deserve that right then. So that's why I'm no longer supporting. I know a lot of people aren't supporting anymore because it's your decision. And that's fine that you made that decision. I want to throw something from the Bible back at you, B. Simone. And she may not hear this, but I want to throw something back at the Bible to refute that. Proverbs, verse 8 and 9, chapter 31 reads, You speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves. Ensure justice for those being crushed. How godly is that? You speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves. You have over a million followers on Instagram. Use your platform wisely. That's it. You don't have to say, hey, you know, I don't, I'm not even going to tell you what to say. What I'm going to say is this. By saying that, you lost a fan. I'm out. So, same thing for Desi Banks, all of it. I'm out. And if you're being quiet, I'm off you. Because silence is deafening right now. It's real, real deafening. I'm going to go ahead and 
just move on to another topic, but I I just want to say this. Black people, I love you. Black people, I'm with you. I support you in every endeavor. And I will always support my people. I love being black. I wouldn't change it for anything else. The Joint Podcast is black-owned, black-ran, and it will continue that way. Simple and plain. All right. Let's move on into... um, It looks like the NBA season is coming back. Um, There's talks of coming back to end of July, which would be good, but they're talking about just playing it all at Walt Disney, um, doing a doing a non-bracketed playoff format, where <clears throat> doing a um, non-conference or whatever playoff format, where it's 1 versus 16, play it out. Um, basically, so number one seed team versus sixteen team, and then as the uh, the rounds continue to move forward, it'll be readjusted based on uh, your team standing and your record at that point. So whoever's left standing is the champion. I'm not mad at it. I understand why the NBA had to come back. Of course, um, billionaires losing money uh, definitely need to make their money off the black people, like they normally do, and. They took their L already. It's time to, to, to win back, which we get it. We live in America. This is what it pushes. So where we're at with it, end of July, I hope so. It'll be a good distraction from um, a lot of things going on. We're, we're never forgetting this. Because I think a lot of NBA stars have a lot of power. So we, we won't ever forget what's going on here with these protests or anything like that. But as far as a from an entertainment standpoint, um, the NBA coming back does good. Um, but I tell you what, 2020 has been one hell of a movie trailer, no? It has been ups and downs and lefts and rights. And I just cannot believe that we're at a point where we are right now. Nothing has changed. And it's it's crazy to think that. But in the year 2020, it seems like this is this is this is this is going to be something pivotal. I I feel something big happening here. And I hope I'm on the right side of history when that happens. All right. What else? So let's move on to uh, the Ask the Droid, where you send in questions to us and we answer them, of course. Um, Make sure you send any questions to us to the Joint Pod DM. That's T-H-E-J-O-I-N-T-P-O-D. That's on all platforms. That's Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. And we will go ahead and make sure we get them answered. I have a couple of questions here for y'all today. Um, 
first one is from a guy. He said, I met her on Tinder, and five months into our relationship, she has a baby. She says, I should have known she was pregnant, but she's a big girl, and she hit it well. And I should step up and take care of the baby. I don't want to leave her, but I'm not ready for this. I don't even feel like answering this, because this, this is just... This is just too much for me right now. Um, I just want to say I apologize. If y'all sent in any questions, we'll get to them probably like next week. I'm sick of the disconnect, man. I'm, I'm sick of people acting like, like what? Like, this girl... What's her name? Shanika? Shanika? She's off of Love and Hip Hop. She's like, that, I guess, a chick off Love and Hip Hop. I don't know who she is, but she's sitting here crying because the Gucci store is being, is being, what? This is, this is why I, I can't, I can't deal with this right now. I, I can't deal with this at all. Um, it's just weird to me, the disconnect that people can have and what they latch on to. For her to be on IG crying about a damn Gucci store, those are the type of black people I don't want around me. The simpleness of being so unaware and ignorant, I'm not 100% here for either. So... That's how I'm moving, moving forward. This is episode 41 of the Joint Podcast. I've been your host, Karee. I love y'all. See y'all next week. Peace.